Mommy needs a minute. Welcome to Mommy Needs a Minute. I'm your host, Jenna, mom to four-year-old Stone and the founder of Hands Down. And I also have another passion in life, and that's playing with and making art. Today, we're going to talk about inspiring creativity in ourselves and our kids, even if we aren't creative people. As always, let's just start by grounding ourselves, and we can get this minute together with a nice, deep, grounding breath. There are a handful of women, other than my own mom, who I consider my absolute sheroes. Beyonce, Hillary Clinton, Taylor Swift, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and Anna Joyce. You see, I come from a textile family, meaning my family ran a business in the garment district of New York City, selling ribbons and trimmings to fashion houses. And from a very early age, I've been obsessed with crafting art, and really just taking space for myself to make things. I'm more about the process and the output, so I'm not a fine artist who shows in galleries and makes tons of paintings and gives them away to people. I just really love getting to take moments to make things for myself. And when COVID hit, I decided to learn a new skill. So I bought a book called Hand Dyed. It was written by Anna Joyce. And I read it from cover to cover, maybe five times. I then placed an order online at Dharma Trading and started building my tie-dye empire. Yep, I learned how to dye. I tie-dyed, I ice-dyed, I dip-dyed, I batiked. My basement turned into an art studio and I spent hours every day for two years making stuff. When that stuff started piling up, I started selling it, and my tie-dye brand, Mother of Stone, was born. And this was medicine to me. It really healed me and got me through one of the hardest times in my life, and it's all thanks to Anna Joyce. I recently got to meet Anna in person when I went on her artist retreat in Morocco, and we quickly became close friends. When I met her, she was this sweet maternal being a far cry from her Instagram presence, which is more edgy and really hilarious. And today we get to experience all sides of my Shiro, Anna Joyce, and learn from her and her daughters how creativity is unleashed in us from our very earliest days. Anna is the author of Stamp, Stencil, and Paint and Hand Dyed, amazing books that I highly recommend to anyone who's looking to activate their creative side. You grew up in an artistic family. Yes. And you now have an artistic family. I do. Yeah. Pretty much. How was creativity nurtured in you? And how are you and V nurturing it in your girls today? I think that growing up in an artistic household, as far as like both my parents were professional artists, my mom is still a printmaker and painter. Um, and my dad was a um, photographer, uh, sculptor. 
videographer and then also taught. So art and creativity were just part of what I grew up with. Uh, my parents started a um, gallery co-op when I was probably in first grade called the New Zone Gallery in, uh, in Eugene, Oregon. And I was the only child of any of my parents' friends. So uh, every Saturday and Sunday, I had to gallery sit. I had to go and sit and make my own fun and draw while my parents were installing shows or taking them down or meeting artists or kind of doing all of that stuff. So that was just my childhood. And it didn't occur to me that there was anything different or unusual about it at all. I just thought that's how everybody's parents were, you know, and then kind of anything I was interested in, they were like, Oh, how, how can we help? You know, it was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I'm interested in drawing right now. I want to do fashion design. I want to do this. I want to do that. Okay. Well, um, here's some sketches. Here's a book on how to draw cartoons here, are all these different things. I was, um, before I got into visual arts, I was doing a lot of acting. My parents were really supportive of that and came to all my plays and, you know, did all that. So I think it was just being in a household where I was watching them make art just made it something that was kind of always on the table. The other thing that you mentioned is just that creativity kind of came through you in, in multiple ways. And I think it's a good reminder just for parents and and for myself as a parent that, you know, being creative doesn't mean being really good at drawing. It it means so many different things. It's really about having a fun process and enjoying Mm -hmm. the experience of making Mm -hmm. something. I really, really get into and love the process is the magic, you know? It really is. You you have to enjoy the process and Mm -hmm. you have to also just kind of embrace it. Some people believe that being creative is this natural instinct that you're born with. And as a parent, I wonder if that's true. Like, do you think it's an innate trait or is it something that's developed as it's cultivated over time? Um, I think it's both. I think there are people that, um, you know, have, uh, you know, some kids, you can just look at them and say, oh, that child's physically gifted. You know, um, they can hop on a skateboard and know how to do it. They can uh, do flips and gymnastics and, you know, all of these types of things. And, and then there are other people who might take five or six years to learn how to do a trick on a skateboard, but you can still do it. And I think it's the same thing with creativity. There's certain people that are just perhaps naturally gifted. They pick up a pencil and they want to do it. Um, they want to, they want to draw, they want to write, they want to sing, they want to play music. But I think that especially in children, um, you can nurture that. And every single child, if you spend time with them, will show you different ways that they are creative, you know? And even if you have a really analytical brain and you want to be a tax attorney, there are certain things, there's certain ways that that person is really, really creative. Um, and I think that you can stretch it and exercise it and strengthen it just like you would your body and your muscles, you know, is, is your creativity. There's so much pressure to, Mm -hmm. you know, find and identify and develop and nurture all of these strengths in our kids. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's also the, the want and need to just let them be who they are and just Mm -hmm. let it happen. But I think, you know, it's interesting that for me, I don't know if they identified it in me or what, but my aunt Deb sent me for my birthday one year an art box. And it was this big plastic bin just filled to the brim with art supplies, like oh. post-its and markers and oh glue I want and to send that pods. to me right now. I, I, right? I can't imagine anything better in the world. Yes. I know. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, there, we, 
didn't live in an age of screens, but if we did, it wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone near one. I mean, I spent all day and all night every day with that box. And Mm -hmm. I remember making shapes out of post-its and just, I I don't actually remember any single thing that I made. I just remember falling in love with all of the materials Mm -hmm. and getting to know them and spending Mm -hmm. time with them. And, um, when we were just a box with possibilities, just endless you know? Endless. And yeah. that's why I think, you know, it's interesting because I never considered myself an artist, really, because I don't output anything very special, in my opinion. But I do I don't really enjoy true. the pro- <clears throat> Well, thank you. I do yes. really enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy learning kind of technical function of different materials and things like that. And I also think, you know, as a mom, we have so much on our plates with our kids and the meals and the errands and the running them around. And mm-hmm. I know I personally struggle to tap now into my own creativity just because of oh, the yeah. lack of time. Absolutely. Um, but what advice do you have for people who feel stuck and kind of uninspired and like they don't quite have time for it? Like mm. one thing that you've taught me is to make time. And how how do you do that? <sighs> well, that's a good question. Um, I think... I think making time for it is important. I also think not pushing yourself when you're in a zone where you're not feeling it is also important. And I think I'm talking to myself right now. I, um, there, there are definitely times where I feel creativity coming through me where it's like, you know, I'm just, there's, it's an endless well, and I can just go and go and go and go and just creating and creating and creating and, um, different, I'll become hyper-focused on something and just, work at it until there's, I'm, I'm like a husk, you know? Um, and then there are other times where it's not there and I can't, I can't get it and I can't access it. Um, and I've found at least when I push myself to try to access it, um, it's, it's harder for me to get to, if that makes sense. So I definitely try to make time for creativity, but, um, I also allow myself to kind of follow my whims. So if I'm just so on fire with painting and all I want to do is be painting, I will try to, if, if work allows, allow myself to paint until I'm, um, until I'm empty, if that makes sense. It's like, and I think I've also learned to know that, um, if you're feeling it, you got to go for it. You have to just allow yourself to have it because it might not be there. You know, it's like, um, totally. I also, I can, it's kind of like liking in it. I can also kind of liken it to love or a long-term relationship. I am in a long-term relationship with my creativity. And there are times when I just want to make out with my, with my art <laughs> supplies and just go on dates and just be, just so in love with what I'm doing. And there are other times where it feels like a grind and I'm not interested and I don't want to make dinner for my creativity and I don't want to clean up after it. And I'm just not feeling it. So it's important, I think, to like, when you're feeling it, really allow yourself to go to it. And then when you're not, let yourself step back, but always not on like a long-term relationship, you need to tend it a little bit or it will go away. You know, that was the best analogy. Um, I have a background in fine art as a printmaker, but I hadn't painted um, images on paper or canvas to frame or sell or kind of any of these things. And I had um, a burst of inspiration. And in about three or four months, I just created, it's almost like I birthed them in a, a haze, in a trance. There were just like, I was making a painting every four days 
it was like, they just, I couldn't, wow. I couldn't stop. They were everything. I, uh, I, I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. The house was a mess. My, uh, my Etsy mentions were like blowing up. I wasn't keeping up with anything because I was just in this zone where I was painting and that ended and I haven't been back in it. And I look mm. at those paintings now and think, oh, who made those? I love these. I don't know <laughs> who did that. Who's that woman? Who created this one? Where is she? Wow. And I'm hoping, I'm waiting for her to come back. I'm excited to be with her again, but um, it's not it's not there right now. And I'm trying not to stress about it, Jenna. I'm trying to just let it be something that was and, and um, just trust that it will come back. And when I have time and space and energy and inspiration, and she'll be there when I need her, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And yeah. yeah. What about with your family? Do you, um, are there certain like projects that you guys do together or has? Um, yeah, when the something? kids were younger, absolutely. I mean, um, and you're kind of talking about kids and nurturing creativity. So kind of twofold, I guess one thing is that, I've always, when my kids show interest in something, it's like, I just throw as much information and, um, supplies to them as I can. It's like, okay, you're interested in this. Well, here you go. Here's this, 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 and this, um, and just like my parents did, you know, my, mm. my daughter had a really big manga phase. It's like, Oh, let me get you a book on how to draw manga and some cool pencils and this and that, you know, it's like, uh, um, another one, um, my eldest is a writer. And so for her, her 16th birthday, she got a laptop for keeping all of her writing. It was a, mm. it was a big expense, but it's a tool for her that she needs because she's a yeah. writer and now she's animating and doing all of these kind of really interesting things on her computer. My youngest is, um, really interested in photography and style and editing. She makes these, um, edits that go viral on TikTok. Um, so which is cool. really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And she showed me one the other day and I was just totally mind blown. Just ab not the way that my brain works. I don't know how to use the technology. It's like mm -hmm. she does all of these really fun, cool things. So I'm kind of right now she's at film camp with her best friend, right? So it's mm. like, okay, so you're interested in this. Well, let's get you the, the, the tools that you need, hopefully good tools that you can use to create what you want. Um, and then I'll give you, you know, the, um, there's a stone version of this that you're going to love. Oh yeah. Which is that I took Stone to buy new shoes recently because okay. his feet got bigger. Yeah. And he, like like a laser, identified these blue glitter natives. Like little, they're like plastic water shoes, but they are covered in glitter. Perfect. And he was just like, these are obviously the ones. And I was like, okay, yeah, we're going with glitter. Let's do it. So we yeah. brought home the glitter shoes. And I noticed he would put them on and start running. And I said, what's going on? And he goes, oh, well, these are my super speedy, sparkly shoes. Man. And he saw glitter and sparkles as being like a superpower, like something that like made him take off. And he's also really into dinosaurs. So now I got him these like gemstones and sparkles and he's been painting them on his dinosaurs and it makes them really speedy and fast. And he like saw in his mind that like sparkles mean like superpower. Speed. Yes. speed and I, I thought that, that was so cool and so now he wants I mean now forget it there's like a glitter situation happening oh, but I'm, I'm so here sorry. for it <laughs> yeah I mean yikes <laughs> I lived through the 2000s with my daughters so yes I am familiar with extreme glitter situations <laughs> <laughs> and then still in our house I have the kind of 
um, the vision that if I started the kids really young at Christmas, making Christmas ornaments and crafts for people that as they got older, the ornaments would become more, um, you could see the progression of them. <laughs> yes, see the progression of their artistic abilities and just like patience and all those things. Yeah. So still to this day, you know, we have these um uh every time every Christmas we pull out the ornaments and they're these just heavy balls of salt dough with finger paint on them, you know? And then last year we have um beautiful paper mache ornaments that the kids have lovingly painted with all of the pets or um, portraits or snow scenes or all of these different things. And it's been really, really fun that, you know, every December it's like um, the day after Thanksgiving, we get the tree and then a, a, a tablecloth goes over the kitchen table and art supplies are out until the 24th. You it's know, one of my favorite like, times to follow you do. on Instagram is, is when you're in like <laughs> ornament mania. Because I love it. I love it. You can I can't really get sense it. It's so yeah. funny. And I love I get, all the florals that you do on them. Oh, yeah. I can't get enough of the of painting Christmas ornaments. And it's like, I think I've got a little bit of a problem with hyper fixating because I will have orders coming in and things that I need to be doing. And I will, <laughs> I'll just be at the table painting ornaments, listening to a podcast or an album or something like that. And the world's on fire behind me and I just don't care. I'm just painting. You know, I'm just in the zone. And uh, I think that's like my favorite place to be my favorite feeling in the world is being um, in flow with my art. It's hard for me to find the space to do it, honestly, because we have a toddler. It's like impossible. I do. But he, you know, my husband goes mountain biking or cycling or snowboarding. He has all these things that he has to do that require him leaving the house. And I'll say like, you know, yesterday it was like he was mountain biking and then he had to mow the lawn. And so I was like, you know, there's no time then for me to go in. And he'll say, you know, you can go wherever you want. And I'm like, well, I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to like do stuff around here. But I don't want to be like the primary play person, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole weekend. But it's almost like I need to remove myself from the house, although that's where my studio is and that's where all my stuff is. So I really, you know, this is a reminder, like I need to find space to do it. So what I've been doing is I built. So I told you about my art box that Aunt Deb sent, which just like major shout out to Aunt Deb in Tucson. She is not only the most epic aunt to have, like everyone should have a kooky Aunt Deb in Tucson. I just want to just put that out there. Um, but she's nurtured like everything in me in my whole life. And, and I do think, you know, the reason why I love art and creativity, a lot of it has to do with her identifying that and sending me that box. And, um, and so I, I went to Target and I got a cart Mm -hmm. and I took all of my art supplies, all of Stone's art supplies. And I put them on the cart and I put it right in the dining room. And now every day he and I spend at least like one to three hours there just doing whatever, And the the only thing, you know, is when I'm painting something or making something, he comes and he's like, let's do it together. And then just like swipes a big line down the middle. And, (laughs) you know, no matter what it is. Take a deep breath and just like white knuckle. Yeah. Yeah. So like most of the pieces that we're saving on the edge of the cart, like our finished pieces are like some of them are like kind of nice with like a big like stroke (laughs) that turned into a collaboration. But but I do think it's a, a, you know, getting in that zone that you talk about where, you know, the world could be on fire around you. We don't get that as as, you know, moms of young kids. You don't get that opportunity. Yet that's where your creativity can kind of unleash itself, which is a really amazing practice of self-care. Mm-hmm. And we talk about taking care of ourselves and it's, you know, how, how do we do it? Is it through face masks or through, you know, a solo, you know, 
walk or a hot shower. It's like, no, those are basic human needs, Uh Uh (laughs) right? When it comes to self-care practices, a lot of it, you know, identifying what it is in you and me, it is creativity um, and, and making the space to do that. So it's a really good reminder for me that that is my self-care practice. Like that's something that I need to make that space for. You were talking about basic human needs, like, you know, showering being a self-care. I think, um, that's something women are told, um, and specifically moms. And I've definitely had to fight through the feelings of my career being frivolous, my time being frivolous, creativity being frivolous, uh, painting ornaments for hours being frivolous. Okay. That one might be a little frivolous. You sold some of them though, didn't you? I did. I sold a couple of them. Yeah. Well, I had to, I I bought all of them in Portland. (laughs) I made like 56 ornaments in a week and a half or something. And I was like, I don't have this many friends. Like nobody wants these. Um, but I just think it's, it's like, I, I think women can be really women and moms specifically or primary caregivers can be really bogged down with thinking that just a shower or a walk around the block is that self care when in fact, you're right, it's like eating or sleeping. It's just things that you need to do to just feel human and like maintain your dignity. And it's not frivolous to want to have a few hours to yourself to work on a watercolor or knit or whatever it is that find gives you peace and makes you feel whole and happy. We had my friend Esther on the show, um, which will be out before this. And Esther and I talk about how we decided to go on this trip. And she is someone I admire so much because she sets boundaries. And, Mm. you know, she FaceTimed me this weekend and I was on our five of weeding and just like wanting to blow my brains out. And, you know, Esther was sitting with a candle burning, Uh weaving. First, she put her paints away Uh and then she took out her weaving and she was like beading. And she is, she's a mom. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And my husband came up behind me. He was like, oh no, no, no. Don't think you're getting out of weeding because Esther's beading right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I want to do that so badly. But honestly, if I had done that, like somebody would have picked up my thing of beads and thrown it and it would have become more work for me anyway. So sure. Yeah. She is an older child, too. You know, it's important to maybe remember that. (laughs) But I mean, setting those boundaries in any self-care practice Mm -hmm. are just it's such a I mean, it's a whole other like muscle to um, to work on, though. It does feel like something that's going to take work to do. And there's already so much work to do, but it does take work. Yeah. But the payoff is really strong is like fulfillment, right? Mm -hmm. Ultimately, like we deserve that too. And I think, you know, bringing your kids into whatever that thing is that you love, like for my husband, he loves biking. And so my son is four years old and knows how to ride a bike and like goes mountain biking and stuff. And it looks ridiculous because he's tiny, right? but he does it and they have a great time. And, you know, I'm including him in my, you know, art practice, but my husband still needs his own time to go biking and I still need my own time to in, in my studio downstairs. So what's one product as a mom that you can't live without? Oh my gosh. Oof, as a mom. Um, well, that's interesting. And I've been thinking a lot about seasons of mothering, um, just in that I'm in a completely different season of parenting than I, than you are. I, my girls are teenagers. So I mean, if I'm being completely honest, something I couldn't live without was the freaking iPad. 
(laughs) when they were little, you know, as far as like mommy needs them in it. Like I, that was a way for me to be able to get anything done and kind of cope. Um, totally. And we're experiencing that right now. How do you take care of yourself? What is like your go-to self-care practice? I take bar classes. That's a way for me to reset. And so that's something that I've kept up with walking, um, talking to a friend on the phone, uh, taking my dog for a walk, tidying up the house. You know, some of these things like we talked about are, I'm realizing that my self-care practice sounds a lot like just human bodily function (laughs) practice (laughs) and that maybe I need to work on that. Um, when I can, I like to get a pedicure. I think there's nothing better in the world than um, like a long talk with a good friend, you know, just going for a walk with a friend and talking is something that always really fills my cup. Um, You know what I miss is like we used to when we were kids or even, you know, teenagers, you used to just like call a friend and say, hey, I want to go to Target or you want to like go hit the grocery store or whatever. Yep. Definitely travel is self-care for me. Is that something that you've shared with your family? And how old were your girls, you know, when you started taking them around? Um, I would say I've always taken my kids everywhere. So that's kind of just the the mom that I was. We just had our first um, international trip last year, which was one of the most incredible experiences of my life, like to be able to travel with the girls. And I love traveling with them. Actually. I think the first trip that we did together, um, I took the kids to Disneyland when they Mm -hmm. were six and nine, I think just, just the three of us. And I found that I absolutely love traveling with my girls. I think it brings out the best in all of us. Um, they like to have an adventure. I like to have an adventure. We get along well together. I haven't been able to take them to Morocco, but, um, we're planning it and I'm kind of honing an itinerary that's going to work best for my eldest who's neurodivergent and has a, um, really hard time with, um, sound and becoming overstimulated. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so one product I couldn't live without. If you have a child who's neurodiverse are noise canceling headphones. That has completely changed my eldest's life. Um, And she's able to just kind of put them on. Also, um, her weighted blanket Mm. has been really amazing for her. So those are two kind of recommendations for people who have kids that get um, overstimulated or overwhelmed. Like Mm -hmm. she calls it her thunder shirt. (laughs) Like when dogs get scared. My dog has a thunder vest. (laughs) Yeah. First, you have to follow Anna Joyce Design on Instagram. She is freaking hilarious. I mean, I was shocked when I first met you because you're like this really sweet, amazing, maternal, warm person. On Instagram, you are like pure edge and like pretty and just straight <laughs> funny and like obsessed with cats and Pedro Pascal and like Absolutely. a tie-dye goddess. And so Anna is just a really entertaining and amazing follow. Anna Joyce Design. You can also visit her Etsy shop, Anna Joyce Design. She makes the most beautiful ice-dyed creations, sweatshirts, robes, um, dresses, and also imports some of the epic Moroccan goods that she discovers throughout her travels um, and shares them with those of us who are here. Um, so all of that will be linked in the show notes. Anna, you are my inspiration. You are my teacher, Ooh, my friend. I seriously am just madly in love with you. I don't know how else to say it right back at you, Queen. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. 
That's a wrap on today's episode of Mommy Needs a Minute. Friends, if you're not subscribed to our email newsletter, also titled Mommy Needs a Minute, don't wait. It's a quick, happy hit to your inbox each week filled with great recommendations, sales, moments of gratitude, and real slices of life. From my son falling into the town pool and me jumping in fully clothed to save him to a love story to my favorite gardening crocs, the best quick and simple recipes. It's just a fun hit and I'd love for you to get it. Find the link to subscribe in the show notes. As always, if there's a topic you want us to cover or have thoughts to contribute, be sure to DM us on Instagram at handsdowntheapp or email us hello at handsdown.shop. We're going to feature real moms like you and your stories throughout the season. We have new episodes releasing every week, so we'll see you next time. <laughs>